following is a paid program on 600 WREC. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic is someone wants to buy my home. What are my next steps? Subscribe to get our Real Estate Mortgage Shop weekly blog post with podcasts. You can do that again at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today, September 18th. 2021 at 901-535-9732. Have you ever received a postcard in the mail from someone wanting to buy your home? Well, maybe you got an unsolicited call on the phone from someone wanting to pay you cash and close quickly if you will sell them your house. Well, today, Realtor Pat Goldstein and I will be sharing some stories of how homeowners we know handled the situation of taking the next steps when they decided to take the plunge and sell their home. But in the studio, of course, we have Pat Goldstein. She's a realtor with Hello. <laughs> and, you know, she we call her the gold standard in real estate amongst some of our uh, clients, mutual clients and business par- uh, business referring partners. Pat Goldstein of Crylike Realtors. You've been in, you've been in the real estate business for over 35 years, Pat. Yes, I'm not going to tell you how many over. <laughs> I know she's keeping a secret, but you know real estate in the mid south and North Mississippi, and you've um, you've been known to find a needle in a haystack for home buyers with specific needs. I mean, Pat helps homeowners make wise decisions when they're ready to sell. Too, Pat, take a minute and just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and and what you do for your clients. Okay, well, as as Joe told you, I've been in the business for more than thirty five years, and. Uh, I started back in the 80s when interest rates were high and houses were plentiful. Now (laughs) interest rates are really low, not quite as plentiful, but they're out there. (laughs) How do we contact you, Pat? My number is 901-606-2000. You know, as we move into discussing what to do when someone wants to buy our home or and you're and you're not sure what to do next let me share Addison's story now that's not her real name but it's a, a client Addison dropped the mail on the kitchen table and she quickly jerked up that little yellow postcard that read I want to buy your house all cash quick closing well a few days earlier Addison's employer had offered her a big raise and a chance to relocate to a city closer to her family. Well, this little postcard sounded like the perfect way to sell her house with no hassles and get to her new life quicker. Her next call, though, was to her realtor friend for advice on what her next steps should be. And here are some steps her realtor suggested that Addison take. Step number one, find out what the buyer this person offering to buy Addison's house, what they plan to do with her home after buying it. Well, they may tell you, they may not. But hey, you know, if you ask the question, sometimes you get a lot of good information. So here are some logical assumptions. If this was a developer about to develop the area, she should explore further if the upcoming development would help or hurt her home value. If it would eventually hurt 
her home value, she might consider taking the offer right away, depending on what price and terms they were offering. Now, if the person offering to buy her home planned to flip it for a profit or hold it for rental for a while before reselling the house, then Addison would know they were only buying her home to make money on it as quickly as they could. More than likely, she was about to get a low-ball offer and would be forfeiting a lot of her home equity in the interest of selling fast. Well, if the person offering to purchase her home specifically wanted to buy and live in her neighborhood, chances were good, hey, they might offer her closer to top dollar. All right, so that's step number one. Discovery stage is what I call it. (laughs) Number two, value and condition. Okay, so the next step was Addison needed to determine the real true value on her home. Addison asked her realtor friend to do a thorough market analysis to determine her house's value and how long it would take to sell if she listed it on the market instead of taking this quick offer from the postcard she got in the mail. All right, so that was good. She went to a very reputable realtor, and Pat, I know you have at your fingertips so much more information uh, for determining value than what just the common person has, because we can't really trust Zillow. Believe me, you can't. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Very true. All right, so value. Next her, her realtor said, you need to look around your house. Let's look at your house and let's assess the condition of your home. Addison made a list of repairs that her realtor said lenders usually require to be fixed before closing. The home improvement contractor gave Addison an estimate on the cost to repair the rotted wood. She had rotted wood, leaky roof. She had sheet, the sheetrock upstairs was stained where the roof had been leaking. Not bad, but it was leaking. So anytime you have can you have repairs that have to do with the sanitation the structure or security of the home lenders get they they really get um very serious about this and they require those type of repairs to be done before somebody can close and so if Addison were going to sell the home and somebody was going to get a mortgage she knew these repairs would have to be done before closing step number 3 what are the cost what are the cost to move. The investor on the postcard offered Addison $200,000 for her home in as-is condition. All right, so that was a plus for the postcard guy. Her realtor friend said she could sell her home for $250,000 or more. The cost for the real estate commission in that case was about $15,000. And twelve thousand was the what the contractor said it would cost for her to get the roof fixed and some of the rotted wood and all of that. She was still leaving money on the table if she went with the postcard guy, but then she's weighing. Remember how quick she could sell as well. So Addison's family lived in a city and state where she wanted to move. She was trying to figure out now how much is it going to cost me to move out of this house? What's it going to cost me to move? What's it going to cost on a new home? in the new city where I'm going. Well, they connected her with a realtor there, it was out of state, who started researching Addison's cost to buy a home. And she helped her, you know, estimate the monthly payments with the lender and on her new home and the cost to move. Well, Addison would be living closer to family and she would be making more money on this 
job that she was going to. Well, Addison wanted more than anything. This was Addison's thing. Joe, I don't want to feel like I made a bad decision. It's so most important thing to Addison was she felt she would know that she was making a good educated decision. That's why she did all this this research with her realtor and the contractor and, and, and me. But Addison wanted more than anything to know I'm making the right choice. So she listed her home for sale with her realtor friend with the understanding that um, they would see what the market was going to do. And, if hey, if it didn't work, she was going to go. She could always go back to the postcard guy and do the quick sale. But in this market, as you know, Pat, she she made a wise decision because she would have been leaving quite a bit of money on the table had she just gone with the quick sale. She would have. She would have lost quite a bit and not even realized it because once it's done, it's done. Right. And, you know, they so many people, I'm amazed, Pat, they'll call me and they'll say, well, I got this offer and from somebody called me up on the phone and said they want to buy my house. And, well, it's it's really a good offer. And they'll tell me what it is. And I'll do a little research. And I'm like, man, they're leaving like twenty or 30000 on the table because they have no idea how much their house has gone up just within the last year. Well, in addition to that, they throw out a number. It's sight unseen. They have no idea what the house looks like, what its condition is. It doesn't matter. They're going to come in and say, well, you know, we, we're going to have to do a lot more than we thought. We're really only going to give you this much. Well, Pat, um, talk a little bit more about that. Um, and when I list a house and get a contract from a, or an offer from an investor, usually or actually always, there's a clause at the bottom of the contract in the very tiny print that says they have the right to come in and make an inspection within like 14 days, and then they can either lower the price or withdraw. In that case, you've lost all of the offers that you might have that may not have been as easy. Usually they're better price-wise, but they're not as easy because cash walk away is easy. But you don't always get what you think you're going to. You know, and and you and I were talking, and we're going to talk with Pat a little bit more when we come back. Uh, You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner. I'm a mortgage loan officer. Would love to be yours. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Call me directly after the show at 901-482-0354. I would love to hear your story. I would love to mastermind with you some options that you have. And when we come back, Pat, Pat Goldstein, she's a realtor with Crawley. Like, we'll be sharing more examples of what people do next when someone wants to buy their home. So, call us while we're live in the studio, 901 535 9732, and we'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 109426, 46 Timber Creek Drive, Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, equal housing lender. Names are changed and minute details on stories shared on Real Estate Mortgage Shop to protect privacy. Hi, this is Ed Hill with Masters Roofing, Memphis, Tennessee, and you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right, what now? 
<laughs> your own real estate mortgage shop. And I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. And uh, we're talking about someone wants to buy my home. What are my next steps? And in the studio to help us talk about that and share some ideas, we have Pat Goldstein, who's a realtor with Cry Like. And Pat, how do we contact you? You can reach me at 901 901- Six zero six two thousand. All right, we're going to take a moment and do something we like to do every now and then, and that is the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape. 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big, big project or maybe a smaller project or you may want to do the big project in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us today in our studio at 901 535 9732 901-535-9732. And Pat Goldstein, I believe you have the question and the hints on our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest today. I do. <clears throat> the first question, well, the only question, my neighborhood was named for an 1890 gold rush. Who am I? Hmm. Okay, I've got some hints for you. First hint, this neighborhood is one of two North Memphis communities among the first African-American neighborhoods in the city of Memphis. Hmm, how about another hint? You want number two? Number two. This neighborhood sits between Jackson and Chelsea Avenues from Manassas Street on the west to Watkins Street on the east. Uptown is nearby, so the redevelopment surrounding Crosstown Concourse is close. Uh, Number three hint. The neighborhood we are discussing has a significant place in African-American history and culture in North Memphis, North Memphis neighborhoods, where some of the city's civil rights leaders call home. All right. Well, so if you know the answer to our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, give us a call in the studio at 901-535-9732. Well, let's go back while we're waiting on our trivia winners and... uh, Pat, we're talking about someone wants to buy my home. What are my next steps? And in the last segment, I was telling the story about Addison, who got that little yellow postcard in the mail that said, I want to buy your house. Uh, <laughs> I'll pay cash. I'll close quick, you know, and all that. And she called her realtor and 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 weighed her options and got more information about that. But you, you had started telling a story about someone that you knew that called you like that. Yes, it's amazing. One of my former clients, or I guess... Nobody is ever former. One of my clients <laughs> always, <your> client. <laughs> always <laughs> called me the day before you did and said that she had gotten a letter in the mail and it was identical to the one that you told me about. Uh-huh. And it said that they were buying homes in the area and one of her clients, this was a realtor from Nashville sending the letter, and one of her clients had bought a home in the neighborhood recently and she gave the amount they paid for it. And then she said, and we're going to offer you, you know, a little bit more than that for your house Mm -hmm. because it's similar. Mm -hmm. And so she called. She said, is this real? Can I really get that much for my house? And I said, well, yeah, but you can probably get more than that. And I ran the comps and sure enough, she could get about 20,000 more than that Mm -hmm. for her house. Um, They had done a lot of work on the home. It was in beautiful condition. Mm -hmm. And. 
the the letters they send out are usually about averages or actually a little below average mm-hmm. because they're not going to give top dollar for a house they're going to either rent or turn around and flip. Right. So she said, you know, if I can get that much for the house, we can move. And the steps that she needed to take are, number one, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Number two, or really the real number one, mm-hmm. call your lender and make sure that you can make make the payments on that. Right. And the lender I told her to call, of course, is you, Joe Well, I, you know, I, I love you for that, Pat Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of good lenders out there, I will say to our right. listeners. Uh, but, so. you know, you wonder sometimes why it's so important to call a lender first before you do anything else. And number one is you have got to know how much you can qualify for. And you've got to know whether or not there's anything that you can do with your credit to make it better so that you can get a lower interest rate. Mm-hmm. And then you need to know how much you can buy. Mm-hmm. And with, with those, you're armed with a really good uh, good sword to go forward with. <laughs> <laughs> you should see, she, had, she was poking that sword at me over yeah. here. It's like, let's go get that. You know, Pat, I'm, not to interrupt you, but you said something a couple of weeks ago that uh, even call a caller even mentioned it is really a great idea. And you said that when you're out there and you're thinking about selling your home and you're, you're using a realtor or and you're thinking about buying another home, tell the realtor when you're buying a home, your list of, of things that you have to have, things that you would like to have in the home. And also, you said, make a list of things that you absolutely don't want in the home because that really helps the realtor uh, pinpoint that needle in the haystack. It does. You know, if you want a really small lot because you don't want to have to do yard work, there's no point in my sending you a whole bunch of houses that have half acre lots or more. Mm-hmm. Um, or if if you have to have uh, bedrooms down, if you do not want any bedrooms up at all, then let me search for one story homes for you or at least a house with most of the bedrooms down and maybe just a bonus up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard to find the perfect house you want with exactly everything that you want. But if we can get close and I don't mean just kind of loosey-goosey close, but uh-huh. I mean close enough that you can be happy with it uh-huh. and love where you are, then that might be a good option. Okay. Well, so there there's some things to, to uh, consider from Pat Goldstein, some good wisdom there. You know, let's go back for a minute to Addison and compare Addison to the client you were talking about. The difference between Addison's story is that she had about $12,000 worth of repairs that on mm-hmm. her house, and your client, your their house was pristine. They Correct. didn't have any repairs. Addison, that was one thing that she was considering. She was like, well, I have to do these repairs. In her case, she could have gone and gotten, uh, she could have used a, an equity line, you know, that was already there she had not pulled on. She could have used her equity line to do the repairs and still come out ahead using selling it with through a realtor because you know she would have gotten so much more for her house but sometimes that is a consideration if the house has significant amount of structural uh, repairs or repairs dealing with sanitation or or security that are going to have to be done before closing then that's an issue that you need to think about and consult with your realtor about that's true uh sometimes it's, it's rare but sometimes taking that postcard is the best option for you. Uh If you have so much work to do on your house and you just can't do it, um, Mm -hmm. then that might be a good option for you. You But most of the time, 
if you list the house, you're going to get higher investor offers, too. Right. That's true, because the more eyes are seeing that listing, the more competition it builds uh, a higher price for your offer. You're exactly right. Well, I was talking to you this week, uh, knowing we were going to talk about this topic, and I, I interviewed a few other people as well on this topic. But um, that all of these things we're sharing with you that today are kind of a compilation of of advice from people who really know what they're what they're doing in the business. But let me share with you real quick some repairs that lenders tend to want to have done before you close, and that is rotted wood, anything to do with a leaky roof, missing shingles, peeling paint uh, is an issue, not necessarily dingy paint, but peeling paint, Uh, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, like your heating and air and duct system. If If those aren't working right, then those are uh, affect the habitability of the home. Torn up carpet, broken tile, uh, drainage problems, termite damage, you know, broken windows. Those are the kind of things that lenders tend to go into orbit about and want done before closing. But cosmetic stuff, not so bad, not so much. True. But when the appraiser comes out, whatever they have on the appraisal has to be done it's not an option it has to be done right now it can be negotiated with the buyer maybe the buyer will be willing to do that and it might be but, able to be escrowed after closing as well too though in certain situations but you're on real estate mortgage shop i'm joe garner your host mortgage loan officer connect with me at jogarner.com we've got pat goldstein of cry like in the house and how do we contact you pat 901-606-2000 we'll see you guys back in just a moment Hi, I'm Leanne Morse with All Things New in Carterville, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right, games people play. Well, I can tell you right now, it's high stakes when you're selling your house or trying to buy no a kidding. house. <laughs> you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. And uh, we're talking in the studio with Pat Goldstein, who's a realtor with Cry Like, been a realtor for well over 35 years. She won't tell me how many more years after that. But she works in West Tennessee, North Mississippi. And Pat, how do we contact you? I'm at 901-606-2000. Well, we're talking about today, someone wants to buy my home. What are my next steps? And, you know, Pat, I'm in the I'm in the mortgage business. And so, like you, we, we work with some of the same customers, you know, realtors and loan officers. We all work with some of the same customers. We see some of the same things. And, you know, it's an interesting observation. I was reading an article the other day uh, where scientists were kind of dissecting motivational stuff with people who sell, anybody who sells something. And they discovered that, um, or they pointed out, that people make decisions based 90% on what how they feel about something and only 10% with logic. That is true. I mean, not everybody's like that because, I mean, like Addison, the lady I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. she was definitely very analytical, but most people... based on their feelings, 10% on logic. Well, selling a home and buying a new place to call home brings a lot of emotion with that decision. And and it's one of the biggest financial decisions that you're you're ever going to make. So take time to seek good counsel and consider where you will go 
when you sell and the cost it's going to take you to move. Well, I want to tell a story. It's called, I call it thinking outside the box when the best laid plans to buy and sell a home run into unexpected run into the unexpected. This is Ronnie and Remy Renner's story. Of course, that's not their real name, but I, I know who they are. And there's a picture, uh, avatar picture of them on the blog post. So you can see them. <laughs> Ronnie and uh, Remy Renner were not planning to sell their home and move, but just Ronnie's employer made him a deal that he and Remy could not refuse. Now, Ronnie had worked hard to earn this promotion. Just like the earlier story about Addison, Ronnie and Remy would be able to move closer to their parents, their old friends, nieces and nephews and all that. Well, Remy wanted to stay in their current home for a few months so their daughter could graduate with her friends from high school. It was clear they could not sell their current home yet. Well, Ronnie could not wait, and he would miss the opportunity his employer was offering him if he waited. So he took the promotion. He moved back to his hometown, and to save money, he moved in with his parents. Ronnie, um, he didn't get serious about house hunting until a couple of months from their daughter's graduation. He just lived here in the in the Mid-South area with his parents while his wife and his daughter lived out of state and there, where they were living. And he just did that until they were like a couple months from their daughter's graduation. When Remy came to visit and they went house shopping, they found two or three homes they really liked. They made offers, and surprisingly, even in this very competitive market, the seller on one of the homes accepted their offer, which was great. It was a coup. That is excellent. (laughs) It is. And timing was not on their side, though, Pat. Because the sellers on the home, the renters were buying, they needed to sell their home right away, very quickly. But Remy was still working, and their daughter still had another month to go by this time before graduation. And, you know, Ronnie said, Ronnie pointed out, if we try to buy now and not sell our home, it's not going to be easy carrying two house notes. And Remy agreed. She said, right, and don't forget that we need to... We need the profit from the sale of our current home to put down enough money on the new home just so we can afford that note. So both of them were thinking outside the box. They were thinking about their needs moving. The renters had sought help of a realtor friend to sell their current home out of state. And she offered up an idea that Ronnie and Remy felt good about using. You know, it made some financial sense, too. They they would list their home for sale to someone who would buy it and just agree not to move in for a month. <laughs> so Remy and Ronnie agreed in the contract to pay the buyer rent because the buyer was going to close like on the first of the month and rent for the following month back. I mean, Remy and uh, uh, Ronnie were going to rent their own home back to this buyer for a month. So the, so the buyer of the home would not occupy the home for another month. And I've got a situation exactly like that really? right now. Really? So it does happen, and especially in a competitive market, sometimes sellers can call shots a little bit easier like that, where we couldn't, they couldn't as much, you know, in other markets, other more buyer driven markets. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but in this case, the buyer is closing next week, and then the uh, owner of the home is staying in there for another three weeks because. That's when he can move into his new home. Yes, and 
there's there's an interesting uh, bit of fact here that was going to really work in the renter's favor because the lender pointed out that the mortgage interest is the opposite of rent. When someone rents, when you rent, the first of the month you pay rent to give your to have possession of that home for the following month. So you pay on the first of the month so you can live there the rest of the month. It's the opposite on mortgage. Mortgage your mortgage interest is paid in arrears. So when you make your October payment, October 1st payment, you're paying for interest that you used during the previous month in September. So here's how this worked for the renters. Okay, so they close on the 1st. <laughs> the renters don't have, the rent, Mr. and Ms. Renter didn't have to make a house payment. They got to skip the, fa- the next month's house payment. So yes, they were paying rent to the buyer who, bought, who were go- was going to buy their house out of state. So they paid that, but they did not have a house payment that month. So they didn't, they got out, got around making the two house payment. They got around that problem. Um, the person buying the renter's home could allow Remy Renner to remain in the home for a month. And Ronnie and Remy would just pay the buyer's rent for that month. Uh, Remy stayed in the old home. The person buying the renter's house got a mortgage and that mortgage program allowed them, to, uh, the buyers to, um, they had to occupy within 60 days of closing. So that worked for the sellers and the buyers and everybody. The renters would be out in 30 days, so everything worked out. But I'm sharing the renter story with you because I want to encourage you, whatever your real estate situation is, to think outside the box. For the renters, the plan uh, that look to work out perfectly. I do want to say this because this is reality. This is where we live every day, Pat. And I know people aren't. Some of our <laughs> listeners out there are going, "Yeah, that was really, that was really easy and sewn up really nicely." Well, <laughs> Murphy's Law. I wish they were all like that. Yeah. <laughs> so to to be honest with you guys, uh, that's not exactly how it worked out <laughs> because the home inspection for the house the renters had agreed to buy revealed a very serious flaw in the foundation. The foundation problem, it was a structural engineer told them, would take tens of thousands of dollars to fix. The seller was not even aware of the foundation problem. Due to the unexpected foundation problem and the cost it would take to correct it, the renters had to terminate that contract to purchase that home. Now, they were still selling their home out of state. They were still um, under contract for that. So Remy and her daughter, you know, could live there. But um, now they had to find another home, a different home, down here in the Mid-South area right. where we're broadcasting. And they're the still living happened. with their parents. And they're still living. Yeah, you happen to know that. <laughs> they're still living. So they just, they just, when Remy and their daughter moved, uh, had to move out after graduation, they came down here. They're just living with his parents uh, for a while. So for them, it was easy. And I know back in uh, 2020, when Airbnbs were under such stress because people were not traveling, I know they provided temporary housing for people in this situation. Uh, it was, you know, it was perfect now, not so much now because people are traveling and they yeah, want to do those a little more difficult rentals. now than it was then. But it's mm-hmm. still there's still solutions out there. But, you know, before we go to break, Pat, I just want to tell our listeners, uh, I want to talk about some next steps that you can take. Someone wants to buy your home, what next step will you take? Remember Addison's story we shared earlier. What if you were in her situation? What if you got the postcard uh, offering to buy your home, giving you the opportunity to move to a new and better life? What steps would you take 
Well, of course, we always suggest you seek advice from your certified financial or legal advisor on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. But these are the three steps like the ones Addison took. Step number one, find out what the buyer plans to do with your home after buying it. Logical assumptions, if the developer is going to develop the area that's a developer, find out. Ask your realtor. Ask some people um, that know is this going to affect negatively or positively your value? Because the, the developer is going to come in there and do something anyway, whether they buy your house or not. They're just going to develop around you and determine if it's going to cause your value to go down. You may want to get in a hurry to go ahead and accept an offer. Step number two, value and condition. Determine the value of the home. Seek counsel from a reputable realtor like Pat Goldstein, or a licensed appraiser to do a thorough market analysis on what is your home really worth. You don't want to sell some to someone quick when you could have, just for another few days or a few weeks, you could have gotten twenty dollars or $30,000 more for your home. Look at the condition of your home. If you have a lot of if you have a lot of repairs that are going to have to be done before closing, it you're going to need to uh, you're going to need to seek counsel there get bids from contractors on that. And what, Joe, a lot of times the amount of work that you have to do on a home is not nearly as much as you would lose if you took the postcard offer. Very good point. Lastly, Pat, before we go to break, what are the costs to move? <laughs> Compare what your net profit is as you just said. Compare what your net profit would be selling to an investor that sent you the postcard versus what your local realtor estimate estimates you can profit if you listed your home on the market, paid the realtor, and completed the repairs on your home. What is your net profit going to be? What will it cost you to move? You, do you have storage fees? Are you going to be having to live somewhere temporarily? What will it cost you on a monthly payment and a down payment to move to the home where you prefer to live? Consider the cost of remodeling your existing home with an equity line or a cash out refinance to fund a remodeling project if it's a case of well we want to move but we might not move we've got to move mom or dad in with us or we we just want to remodel so we can work from home entertain that kind of thing it may be uh you buy a new home and it may be you just remodel what you have but you're on real estate mortgage shop we're just brainstorming up here (laughs) and having fun doing it we are i know we are and we're glad you guys are sitting around the table with us just go grab another cup of coffee we're going to grab another cup of coffee Uh, you're on real estate mortgage shop i'm joe garner your host mortgage loan officer you can connect with me at jogarner.com i'm at sierra pacific mortgage here in the memphis area and i'd love to meet with you in person even pat goldstein is a realtor with cry like and how do we contact you 901-606-2000. All right. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Greg Inman of Next Day Access in Memphis, Tennessee, and you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right. You're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. The future does look good, Pat Goldstein. It looks amazing. I mean, our forecast for real estate values, even though they, they're saying they're not going to go up double digits, 
uh, next year, they are still predicting they're going to be going up in value and our rates are going to stay relatively low. That's a key word, relatively. Yes. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking about someone wants to buy my home. What are my next steps? We're going to take a moment and we've got a trivia winner on the line. And uh, I believe we have Shanette. Is that is that Shanette? Are you there? Yes. Did I get your name right? You did. Awesome. So congratulations for winning the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. What's the answer? Klondike. All right. And how did you know the answer? Oh, I, I was familiar with that part of the neighborhood, and I, and I know a little bit of history about it. Uh-huh. It has quite a long history, very significant history. And I wished we could have gotten a little bit more into it. What do you, what stands out the most to you about the history of Klondike neighborhood? The, well, I know it's, it's mostly African American neighborhood uh-huh. now. Uh huh. And it's it's a lot of the neighborhoods are still are still nice, and they're just. It's not as bad as people think it is uh-huh. as far as, you know, what they, it's the rumors about North Memphis is. Uh-huh. It's really a nice neighborhood. You know, and Shanette, uh, I was reading about it, and uh, there was a big article in the flyer about it back in 2017, and they were talking about that is the home of where some of our civil rights leaders lived, and there is so much history there. So. I, I want to thank you for uh, calling and listening to our show, Shanette, and congratulations on winning our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And to, the Lawhans of Lawhan Landscape are going to send you a $25 gift card for winning our trivia contest today. And I want to encourage our listeners, go on and, and start reading up on some of the history. We've got some great history of neighborhood, neighborhoods in and around Memphis where people have lived who have made an incredible contribution. And uh, so... Pick up the Google and start reading, and it's just so interesting. But thank you, Shanette, for being for playing the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, and I hope you'll hang out with us the rest of the show. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And Pat Goldstein, we're getting ready to do something now that we like to do every week, and that is the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And I believe, Pat Goldstein, you have our Look Back Memphis uh, real estate tip of the week. I think it's the tip of the week. It is the tip of the week. Thank you. I totally We have already looked back. Yes, we have. (laughs) And thankfully, Shanette gave us an answer. Congratulations again to (laughs) Shanette. Yes, you're right. So what's our real estate tip of the week? Okay. When when you have your house on the market, a lot of people are getting multiple offers now. And that means you've got to make decisions. Which of these offers is the best? Sometimes the one that looks the best isn't. And sometimes one that looks just kind of mediocre turns out to be the best. So the best thing that I do is to do a spreadsheet. And I put down all of not just the money, but the terms. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the terms will be better than the money. Uh, For example, somebody offers a lot of money, but they don't want to close until three months from now, Mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. And you want to get out fast. So that one may not be the best offer for you. Or they may offer a lot of money, but they ask for closing costs or they ask for certain repairs or whatever it is, it turns out not to be your best offer. Or maybe they have a an out-of-town lender that you've never heard of and you don't have any idea what their track record is. So it's really important to do the spreadsheet, 
which which I do for every one of my sales that has more than one offer, mm-hmm. and look at all of the terms, mm-hmm. not not just the big ones, but the little ones too. Sometimes make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Those are very good points, Pat Goldstein, and because it's the highest offer may not be the best offer. You have to look behind That's the right. lines. Look behind the story and look behind the numbers to yeah. see. I recently had a house in Midtown that uh, we had listed it at two ninety eight, mm-hmm. and we got several offers, and the highest was three twenty. The middle offer I think was like three twelve, but it was a very large down payment. It was a local lender that we knew about, and it was a fairly quick closing. Mm-hmm. The one that was the highest was a more difficult loan and it was um it actually turned out to be a young kid who wanted to know if the neighbors would have a problem with the loud music (laughs) that that kind of had an effect on how she felt about selling the house right you were talking about emotion being involved and it's always one of the most important things right but if you have a good realtor you can get past that emotion and look at the numbers and the terms and all of the things that are important to get to closing to get that best offer mm-hmm. well you know our show real estate mortgage shop thank you pat goldstein what is brought to you by talk shop talk shop's one of our big sponsors and talk shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate or in business or in health and wellness talk shop meets every wednesday 9 to 10 a.m central at concord career college 5100 poplar avenue first floor in memphis that's the clark tower for those who are who live in and around the mid-south you can also join on zoom you can go to talk shop that's talk s-h-o-p-p-e dot com and click the events tab for the link to get into our online event going you know that way you can all we're all in the same room even though you may be on zoom this wednesday september 22nd 2021 daniel Irwin is he's the director of public relations of the mid-south better business bureau he's going to be presenting scam school (laughs) top scams to watch out for in the mid-south Talk shop events are free thanks to sponsors like Darling Kemp of VistaPoints, VistaPoints.org. VistaPoints is a nonprofit special needs trust company helping you protect and provide for a special needs loved one through a special needs trust. Make sure your loved ones get the care and provision they need for one day when you can't be there. Thank you to Talk Shop sponsor Taylor Morse of Cartridge World of Collierville. He saves you 30% or more on your printing costs, and I can attest to that because I'm one of his customers. Contact Taylor Morse of Cartridge World of Collierville at 901-853-3230. And, Pat, the weather is cooling and the market is getting a little nicer for buyers. Even though it's still a seller's market out there, it's getting easier for buyers. Today is a great day to go out and look for a house to make into your new home. Just take an umbrella. To take an umbrella, because today, <laughs> September, what's today? September 18th. the 18th, 2021. It is raining in Memphis, but it's nice. It's nice. It's still good. <laughs> it feels good out there. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, I want to invite people to get my new book, Choosing the Best Mortgage the Quickest Way to the Life You Want. Uh, it's just 
come out this summer, and it actually it hit top ten on Amazon for new releases in the financing category a few a couple two and a half weeks ago. So take note, you're listening to a best selling <laughs> author. Uh, well, I may be stretching a little bit, but I have <laughs> I, I, I do have the book out, and it it's got a lot of good stories that we share on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and a lot of good solid information. All right, you can do that. You can go to jogarner.com, Amazon, or you can go to Barnes & Noble and uh, subscribe at jogarner.com to get our podcast and show notes. And uh, we'll see you guys back next week.